0: Turkey and stuffing and pie and a lot of other stuff, too, and and maybe maybe some non-food-related items. I'm sure those will pop up, but, Brian, I hear that you are – under a foot of snow right now and in, in your whereabouts uh yep. I, I would give my condolences but i understand that that's what you people kind of prefer it's like the natural habitat up there well, so uh,
1: uh prefer might not necessarily be the right thing just kind of like grudging acceptance as the way it is so you kind of make the best of it are there people um, up there that prefer that sort of weather though like yeah, that's um, their thing okay. Okay so yes I, there are I I often do wonder I mean obviously you have people who are into winter sports like skiing um Snowboarding, snowmobiling, that kind of thing. And they do enjoy it. Although I always wonder, because I have no problem with winter. Like, I have no problem. We had a foot of snow up in Rochester, where I live, overnight. And it was fine, you know. Snow blow up. All schools were canceled up here. My wife's office was closed. My school was closed. Snow blow out the driveway, and, you know, you hunker down and you make do with it. But I I often wonder, like, do people – and I don't know this if people really like winter up here, or it's just kind of the, well, if you don't enjoy winter, you're gonna have re- a six really terrible months of your life every year. So you might as well just kind of make the best of it and enjoy it as much as you can. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I think there are people who genuinely enjoy winter there are a lot of people who hate winter up here um, and freak out at the at the very mention of snow um, but you know it is what it is and it, it kind of gives the ho- you know it's funny cuz what was classic uh, western central new york about this the, the weather was saturday it was 70 degrees oh yeah. oh yeah and then sunday it was like 65 during the day and then started to cool off and then now we have a foot of snow so it's tremendous that's awesome but you know, not, not not again. Nothing, nothing. We're not used to now. You guys are not under a foot of snow right now, right? We are not under any
0: snow. Uh, right. We 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 had a lot of rain and the temperature certainly dropped precipitously on Friday. We uh, we took we took uh, the puppy to the dog park on Friday afternoon and it was about 77 degrees. And uh, the following day, my uh, my nephew had a birthday party, and we went to that in Indianapolis. And the temperature outside was about
1: 35 degrees with about a 20 mile an hour wind. So see, that's that's absolutely. The, the, I, I actually w- would prefer snow to like that 35 to 42 degree wind and rain. That's just the worst. I, I'll take snow over cold rain any day of the w- any day of the week. I generally so just- agree on that. Which is probably why, and again, we've had the season's discussion so often, why I hate spring, because that's the weather I most closely associate with spring up in western New York, that kind of cold rain rather than snow, and I'd much rather, the snow is much more tolerable to me than the rain.
0: I uh, I mean my and you I think longtime listeners of the pod will know this, but my big problem with the snow is that it sticks around so long and it ceases being cool after about oh six hours or so. Like once it's done, once it's done falling, it's it's just it's like the Macarena, you know? It's like it was fine for
1: a very short period of time, and then after that, it really outstays its welcome. I mean, I mean. you do have the once you play especially once you know and you have your 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 uh, your dog and your daughter out, and you play in it once. It's great, but then by about mid afternoon, it's like, okay, we're ready for something else now. Well,
0: um, that's so. the something else. I think is me sitting inside, sipping coffee, watching my daughter through the window play in the snow by herself, and then uh, you know just making sure that she's not getting
1: hypothermed or anything like that. <laughs> right. Well, and, or you could have my daughter who insisted on doing face plants into the snow and then trying to dig tunnels in the snow today. Well, awesome. awesome, adorable, but, you know, you do want to watch out for face burn. Yeah, that, that could be a problem. Right. So, um, so yes, today is we have a lot of Thanksgiving stuff uh, we want to talk about. Um, and uh, so what's your so, – so we were just talking, and what's going to make, I think, our whole conversation interesting is your new low-carb diet oh, that you God. were telling me about. Um, and as much as you're as comfortable talking about it, but since uh, – I'm interested in your beer or beverage of choice since we are on, uh, in the low carb section of the uh, of, of of the of uh, the of the beverage aisle.
0: I'm having a I'm having a Lacroix tonight actually. <laughs> uh, not gonna lie, it's, it's funny we were we were having dinner at uh, some friends' houses uh, a friend's house tonight, not mm-hmm. multiple houses, and they were like, oh well, uh, so you don't want beer? I'm like, no, and they're like, Do you want like soda? I'm like, no, I don't want soda, and and I was like do you have LaCroix? And they were like, yes, we hate that stuff. We want to get rid of it. I'm like, hey, I'm your guy. I actually don't mind it. I think it's, um, I mean, it, it's certainly not flavorful per se, um, but it's flavored just enough that it's a, a change up from what a normal like, you know, glass of water would taste like. Sure. What, what are you drinking?
1: I have – I'm still finishing up the uh, New Belgium Ben & Jerry's chocolate dip cookie dough ale f- that I had last week oh. because all we have in our fridge right now is either this or a shock top, yeah. and uh, that, that's not going to happen. So we're going with the uh, – we're finishing off. And like I said last week, you know, very nice uh, very nice brown ale and had some fresh-made cookies today at the house. So yeah. had some extra cookies and have some uh, – uh, cookie flavored beer to go, to go with it. So, that sounds great.
0: Uh, I do want to clarify for the audience. Now I am on a, a, a kind of a very very restrictive carb diet, like about 20 grams a day max, okay. uh, and I'm doing that primarily for weight loss purposes. If you've been following the pod, you know that we drink a lot of beer on this pod, and and that <laughs> combined with copious desserts has, has uh, added to the waistline far more than I would have hoped. So, I am uh, I'm, I'm under. Oh, this is a new thing. And I've gotten a lot of questions from the people that I've talked to about it. They're like, why would you do this right before Thanksgiving and Christmas? And my philosophy on the Thanksgiving part is, well, the thing about the low-carb diet is that, you know, you can eat as much meat, basically, as as you want, because that ends up being your primary food source. Right. And you can have vegetables, too. I mean, it's not just all meat. But, um, you know, if if I'm going to if i'm going to do a diet like this i might as well do it when there's going to be a lot of meat around that's a good point and and secretly i'm not a huge fan of a lot of the sides for thanksgiving
1: dinner which is which, oh. is, which is our segue into yeah, this yeah this is this um, is a slightly controversial hot take but i think we can we can make something of this yes um, um. yeah so that's
0: well, yeah so that's that's the that's the thought process is like you know if I, i'm already through one week of this i get through this week i just have a bunch of turkey and maybe some green beans on thursday and i'm in great shape moving forward all
1: right so 20 grams like what's that equivalent
0: to in like real food uh in real food um one piece of bread one piece of wonder bread is 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 19 grams oh wow of okay. carbs um, let's see uh yeah pasta uh uh one eighth of a box of pasta is forty-seven grams of Ooh. carbs. Um, and then to put it in, in a in a, um, a classification that, that our listeners would understand, um, a um, let me find it real quick here. Where where did the, the the from a from a an alcohol perspective?
1: Um,
0: <laughs> one glass of uh, American light lager is going to be approximately thirteen carbs. Thirteen carbs, okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, I mean, and it varies there. Like a Heineken is 11 carbs, whereas like a
1: Guinness is 14 carbs. Right, I'm going to guess my cookie dough ale is like 14. it got to be a lot because there's, you know, cookie dough. Well, that's
0: dough. the thing. The, the, the IPAs and the, the, the craft beers, those are really carb-heavy, like for because of, the, because of the, 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 the grain bill and all that stuff that goes into those things. And so right. it's kind of the trade-off for having a beer that tastes good. So... <laughs> It's not much, and that's that's uh, you know. So there's not you really you know. There's not not really any sugar on the diet. There's not really mm-hmm. any bread. There's not any rice. There's not any. Uh, it's very. I mean, and it gets less restrictive the further in you get. But the idea, okay. the idea is basically you start with that, you and it's a you start burning fat and protein from uh for energy as opposed to burning carbohydrates. So that's that's right. the philosophy behind it.
1: Right. Is this a South is this South Beach? Is that an actual It's actually there...
0: it's it's the closest to it's like it's it's mostly the Atkins diet with okay. with but it's but there's not much difference as I've learned as I did a bunch of research on this between Atkins and Paleo. Okay right, uh they're both kind of the i mean they're they're similar there's a there's there's some differences, but um uh, the South Beach diet, I actually didn't look into that one too much, and I'm not you know the thing is I'm not like a fad diet sort of guy. I've lost a lot of weight before you know between with diet and exercise i'm down I'm still down fifty pounds from where I was four years ago um but um I did notice that uh you know we we talk a lot about food and we talk a lot about making food and uh, a lot of foods I was making, um, even though I wasn't eating that much, didn't seem to be helping me to lose weight. I seemed to be gaining weight. So I just decided would mm. be trying something different, see how it would work. Oh, good for you! And and uh, so a week, and it's been good so
1: far. Yeah, you know it was
0: interesting. So um, a lot of a lot of warnings about you know you're going to really struggle with things. Um, and and I will say the first day was almost like a detox day where you're just like you're 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 pretty shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, and even really up till about day five or day six, my body was like not happy. It was like kind of wondering what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but really today. Yesterday it was it was great. You know, I've been out, I go work out like normal, having any problems. I'm I'm having three meals a day, um and I'm not hungry after I eat my meals, which is not normal for me. Like normally I I eat and then I want to have a snack later and there's been like no cravings for that at all. Um and, the you know, outside of the lack of bread, like, you know, tonight I w- we went over to our friend's house and, and they had hamburgers. So I had a hamburger, but I didn't have a bun. Right. And I had, you know, like some – I had like a mustard-mayo mixture that I put on it, which was a little weird. All right. Uh, but, but it was actually good. I didn't mind it at all. And so it hasn't been a huge departure lifestyle-wise. Now, for people who don't eat – I eat a lot of raw vegetable stuff like that. For people who don't eat like that, it would probably be a big departure. But for me, right. it hasn't been that bad. I'm sure we've bored our audience to death with this already. But <laughs> no, it's good.
1: It's good. It reminds me of a very of a funny story from my wife and our first date with my my now wife. We went. We had a. We ended up going out. We spent the whole day. Together. We had like an 11 hour first date. And as part of it, we were we were killing time, and we went to Pizzeria Uno for yeah. uh, a lunch in Binghamton. And she got a. It was a turkey bacon Swiss. Type sandwich, right? And she just wanted, uh, she didn't want any like let any vegetables, mayo. She just wanted turkey, bacon, and the, the, the cheese on the sandwich. And this was, this was, oh shoot, this is 2005. So it was, it was just when the Atkins diet was like the trendy diet, right? right? And so they brought it out to her without, and they, and it was just a pile of turkey, bacon, and cheese on a plate. <laughs> No, right. That's what they—they they, they took it quite literal. They took it wow. quite quite too literal. Um, but um, but no, that's it, it's interesting. It's always interesting to hear. I think when people are you know trying something new diet wise, and especially going into. You know, a carb, a traditional carb-heavy season, um, such as this, and uh, so we have a couple Thanksgiving questions. Actually, we have several, of, uh, several have popped up on Facebook since we. Uh, oh, excellent. excellent. Um, so okay, so let let let's I do. Set, let's... I I do feel before
0: we get into this, I need to note I I'm a I'm a big fan of the News This Second Twitter account. I don't know if you follow News oh. This Second. No, let but me check uh, breaking news: Kanye West has been taken to UCLA Medical Center for psychiatric evaluation. Um, oh. uh, apparently, um, was, uh, canceled his national tour and then resisted police and had to be restrained while he was being transported. My,
1: my, if we, if we had, if I had class this week, my, my intro to mass media students would be all, all about this. They, yeah. they really like talking about Kanye. Um. It does but seem it,
0: to be a common th- like that. People do like talking about Kanye. The college students like I don't. Yeah, he he does a good job of kind of harnessing whatever energy is in there. Um, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so, Kanye, so news this second, so the, the, all right, there's a, there's four of their five top tweets are about Kanye West, um, something about Apple and the phone and buried under there, by the way, there was a tsunami. Yeah, there was remember. a,
0: there was a, there was a big, there was a
1: big earthquake off of Fukushima, you know, where all yeah. of the, all of which the, is, which is exactly where you want a tsunami to hit right. Um, so, so, okay, so this is our Thanksgiving preview episode. We have some, some good feedback on, uh on Facebook and on the Twitters, but uh, let's set some ground rules. So like uh, like, where you're doing Thanksgiving this year, what your, the journal plans are. So we never host, we have never hosted Thanksgiving. We've started last year, we host Christmas, but Thanksgiving we're always going to relatives. So it's either my parents out in Buffalo, the Buffalo area, or this year we're going to my sister-in-law's house and they're 10 minutes down the road, just the, the next town over. So, um, so we're... We're not in charge of any. We're, we're never really in charge of the full meal. We're always bringing sides, desserts, beverages, that sort of thing. Um, but so that's kind of where we are. So are you a hoster or are you a guest usually?
0: We are. Um, we are normally a, a guest. Uh, that's my um, my in laws. Uh... My, my father-in-law in particular prefers to host Thanksgiving uh, and Christmas every year, so that's where we will be, and right. it's great. I mean, it's an awesome experience, but uh, I, I do like hosting Thanksgiving. I, I hope to one day in the maybe distant future, but, uh, but no, we'll, okay. be, we'll be up there and we'll be uh, locked in, and I've actually we, my wife and I end up doing a decent amount of the cooking as well with that.
1: Oh, excellent! All right, so um, so what's the what's the Thanksgiving menu usually look like?
0: Well, the Thanksgiving menu. Uh, my wife's sitting over here; she can uh, correct me as I go through this. But the, but turkey certainly. Um, sometimes two turkeys because it's normally about twenty people there. They're not all they're not all family. Okay. Um, there's normally some sort of stuffing. Um, there's normally uh, like noodles, uh, homemade kind of egg style, or they're not egg noodles. They're they're kind of egg and flour noodles, basically. Okay. Um. There's there's cranberry sauce. There's green bean casserole, which I will we'll, we'll, I can't eat because it's got mushrooms in it. Um, okay. And then what else? Sweet potatoes, and okay. and, and then there's lots of pie. Uh, there's normally um, there's normally certainly pumpkin pie uh, my wife makes uh, a sugar cream pie which is a very Indiana sort of pie I, I, and, okay and then there's a uh, chocolate silk pie that normally gets made and then there's normally at least one fruit pie uh, either cherry
1: sure. or apple all right yeah it sounds about it sounds about very similar to our to our traditional um, our Thanksgivings, um, yeah, we tend to uh, kind of the more specialty thing we tend to do is my wife has as a recipe and she always makes spoon bread, uh, which is kind of a cornbread casserole. Um, so it's kind of like a uh, like like jiffy. It's it's basically like yeah, cornbread casserole is the best way to put it. So it's not a full cornbread. It's corn, creamed corn, jiffy mix. Eggs mixed together and baked, so it's um, huh. kind of a, a um, yeah, kind of a, a a solidish consistency, but not like a fully baked bread. Okay. So yeah, much more of a casserole type thing. Really, I'm very very good. Goes well with a turkey and mashed potatoes and, and dressing and a um, little bit heartier to, to fill than just like a side of corn sure. or something like that. So all right, let, all right, let's get to these questions because these are good and they're going to get into a lot of I think what we wanted to talk about and jason kennedy he is our mvp today he is all over the place jason so, jason brings it for the holidays all right so um all right so we'll go we'll go course here because he starts off with a uh we're, 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 with the turkey question and we can kind of proceed through i think all the course all, all the various parts of the meal um his question is the thing fried turkey thoughts um you have a and your response on facebook just for the record short answer is yes long answer is hell yes yes uh, i have i don't recall ever having had a frozen a frozen turkey um, <laughs> i've had a frozen turkey um usually thought but i've never had a f- deep fried turkey no place i've ever gone for thanksgiving has done the full fried turkey okay um, and and so how much am i missing out in life by this well okay so
0: i have to clarify um I think there's a turkey continuum, and uh, on, the, on the on the low end of the of the turkey continuum is the traditional buy a 24 pound turkey and stick it in the oven for six hours thing. Because okay. generally speaking, I think that's. I'm actually shocked that turkey is still as. Um, accepted broadly accepted as it is because frankly that's the turkey that most people eat and that turkey right. is awful it's it's uh, i mean it's dry generally it's it's never seasoned properly if it's seasoned at all right. um, it's it just every like it's it's all and it's too big like there's a there's a certain there's a certain turkey weight ratio from a cooking perspective that you have to keep and and i found you get above like fourteen pounds and you start to that starts
1: to ruin it a bit anyway um, well, because at a fourteen pounds, you have to have it in the oven to cook the whole thing, and then any it's going to dry out. All the, the white meat is yeah. just going to get super, super dry at that point.
0: Right. Well, ovens in general are terrible turkey cooking vessels because they <laughs> they are just not capable of doing what needs to be done. Um They right. it's just the wrong kind of heat. They cook, doesn't cook fast enough. Now, the middle I would say the middle rung of the turkey continuum is the fried turkey. So, the, so for those okay. who aren't familiar, the fried turkey is basically take a turkey and you you have to have a turkey fryer which is generally like a large cylindrical vessel that's mm-hmm. got oil in it um, you you fill with oil. You have to heat it up. That takes a couple hours normally to get it up to temperature. Then you have to lower the turkey in very gradually because if you uh, if you drop it in, you'll die. Like literally, <laughs> like you like right. you'll be like that guy in Yellowstone, but with cooking oil. <laughs> um, and then it cooks very quickly because it's you know the, the temperature is really hot and you know it'll it'll go pretty fast. And you you take it out. Um, it's 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 moist because it's cooked quickly mm-hmm. um, and it's you know I mean the the skin is normally pretty tasty on it so that's that's an acceptable way of cooking uh, my preference is for the grilled turkey uh, where you actually use indirect heat on the grill okay uh, and you, know, you can use like a regular weber charcoal grill you, you shove the coals to the side you put a drip pan in the middle you 12 or 14 pound turkey is best for this you take that you plop it on you cover the breast with bacon and uh, you let it that's cook the move. Yep. you let it cook for about eh, somewhere between an hour 45 and two hours you baste okay. it occasionally and it's it's at temperature at the end of that hour 45 you let it rest for 30 minutes and then you slice it to me that's the moistest turkey i, w- I do recommend um, brining uh, yes the grilled yes. turkey yes. and it really should brine even the oven turkey like that if there's one thing that will save an oven turkey it's brining right. but uh but but i think the fried turkey is good i, I like it I, I if i didn't know how to grill a turkey i would probably opt for
1: frying a turkey all right, that, that, that sounds good. We do, um, for when we host Christmas, and we did it last year for the first time, we're doing it again, excuse me, this year. Um, we actually outsource our turkey. Um, there's a, uh, a barbecue place in Rochester that does smoked turkeys that you can get for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, and it's like... I forget how much, but it's basically the they, – they, they smoke whole turkeys with their dry rub and everything, and then you just heat it up in a steam pan in the oven the next day at a low heat to just kind of heat it through. And incredibly, incredibly well done. And so the smoked turkey is outstanding. Um, okay. If you, you – know, I don't know if you – you know, that's – um, that, that's kind of a time. And if you're going to, if you're going to roll your own on that, that's this time and money investment probably that goes beyond, I think what, what can generally be done on a Thanksgiving holiday. But I think that I, I do think the smoked Turkey is probably the best that I've ever had it. Cause it, it is, you get the, I mean, part of it, you want the full Turkey experience, right? You want the right. full, um, the, the full bird to carve and to have the legs and get the wishbone for the kids and be able to pick the white or dark meat and, and, and all that. Um, yeah, the oven turkey is like I said. Once you get above fourteen pounds, you know, once you get too big, it's it, it, it's just a recipe for for disappointment, really. And I mean, you get, I mean, that's where you got to have a. If you have decent gravy, or able to make decent gravy. Gravy, it's kind of salvageable, but you know. I think too, so much of this, too, we've talked about this before in our food shows before is that. By the way, I'm sorry all our food shows apparently have led you to a low carb diet. I feel partially responsible for your weight it's, gain. Now. It's not your fault, man. It's 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 <laughs> it's, 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 it's not you. It's me. Um, but um, but I feel like the general um, aversion of to dark meat that we have. In our culture, you know, just lends itself to being where people are very, very much want the white meat, want the breast, want the even the thigh, which is tend to be white meat. And, you know, that's so, you know, dark meat is so all around stronger. I think a, a, a better, oh, better yeah. or, I mean, it's it's not healthy by any stretch of the means, but you're at Thanksgiving, health doesn't health count. And see that's the thing. I don't. It's not really that unhealthy. I mean, I, I think the the, I feel like the fat content would be higher, wouldn't it? But fat's not unhealthy. Well, no, enough of it is. No, it's. I mean, well, anything in
0: excess is unhealthy. <laughs> but I, I, the. I think one of the things we got to get our heads wrapped around is that fat just because you're eating fat doesn't mean it translates into fat in the human body like that's one of the dumbest uh, misconceptions uh, of nutritional science if you want to call it that that's out there right now and i think a lot of if, if people i hope nobody is avoiding dark meat because they think that it's unhealthy for them because i would actually argue that it's 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 no no worse than the breast meat i mean it's it's and it's certainly a lot more flavorful and it's a lot more forgiving from a cooking perspective
1: no question, no question on that. So, so, um, so, when you cook it, when you cook for this weekend, this week, you're cooking on the grill. So, I think what we're going to end up doing. Um, normally, we do
0: two turkeys. Uh, I do one on the grill, and then they do one in the oven, and uh, I okay.
1: I only claim responsibility for the one right. on the grill. Well, traditions must be upheld by having it in the oven. I mean, there is there is there's although we we tend to use sometimes we we will use. Um, a roaster, a freestanding roaster for it, uh-huh. um, which is a little bit better than the oven. It's not quite, you know, it's not a grill level, it's not a smoker level, but I think it does, um, does a, a kind of a nicer job of it. Um, the, the, the heat's a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, a little more confined, sure. a little smaller space, so I think you get a little better temperature, a little better, you know, in the oven it's so massive that I think you lo- you tend to lose a lot of heat there. And it, you just, yeah, you get dried out stuff and not good. So, all right, we should move on. Because so I think we handled the turkey. We handled the turkey conundrum quite well. Um, but yes. But let's. So, um, oh, I got to get back to your Facebook page to see the questions here. Um, I've got them right here. Let me give the second one. Um, well, actually, let's let's do the third one before we do the second one. Yeah, and then I have one on my wall, and then we can come back to the big to the Great Pie Debate of 2016.
0: Okay. So Jason Kennedy asks, best potato for Thanksgiving? Uh, compare and contrast that with the best potato for Christmas. All right. So, okay. Um, so my wife makes uh, garlic mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving, and I'm, and I'm coming. I'm there. They're, they're so they're, they're, they are. They are. I, I won't have them this year, but they're very delightful. And, and uh, you can send you a batch to me, and I will gladly eat them. They are very, very good. Now I, I need to talk of, uh, to the audience in real terms here. Um, okay,
1: real talk with Galen. Let's do this.
0: There are, as we know, there are not many foods that I am. Uh, a, not allergic to, and B, averse to eating. Uh, I have a pretty broad palate, and as long as it's not going to kill me, I'm almost always willing to eat it. However, there is one food, and it always pops up around this time of year, that I am just steadfastly like a hundred percent opposed to like the like the, i consider this my least favorite of any food and it's always one that causes people to scratch their heads i cannot stand sweet potatoes i i can really? i, I, I there's, okay. there's no there may be no food that i that i hate the flavor of more than sweet potatoes more than mushrooms well i said of the foods that aren't going to kill me Oh, fair enough. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't even really know what a mushroom tastes like at this point. Like okay. you my know, only exposure is what when one like accidentally slips into my food but sweet potatoes just there's nothing redeeming about them to me they 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 taste like burning and they're they're just they they make me like violently angry whenever i'm like in proximity to them at this point which i know seems weird but um yeah i have no no patience for sweet potatoes at all which you know they're always around at thanksgiving and they're normally around at christmas dinner as well
1: so yeah, that's so, okay. So sweet, interesting. So when you do sweet potatoes, so when your wife makes sweet potatoes, or when sweet potatoes are made at, at um, um, Thanksgiving, how are they? How are you guys? How are they made? How are the sweet potatoes made? I don't even pay attention.
0: Um, the, so they put yams in a pan, and do they put marshmallows on them? Butter, sugar, and butter, brown sugar, and marshmallows, and cinnamon. Butter, brown sugar
1: and marshmallows Okay.
0: Yeah. And that's it. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Um... Huh. That's okay. So my so my, on the potato continuum, the best potato for Thanksgiving is your straight in adding garlic as your lovely wife does. But your straight, right, straight up traditional mashed potato. I think you cannot go wrong with. It goes well. with It, it fits well with turkey. It fits well with turkey. Gra- turkey gravy. Goes great on it. If you have corn or cornbread, you know, a spoon bread that we have, you know. Mashed potato is just kind of it, it. It's a great equalizer on the plate. It really is. It, right. it, it takes in everything. That it, it, it balances out the plate well. Um, and this raises a really, really important question. I, I, we'll keep going on the potato continuum along here. But um, you know, a few years ago, my at, at a family Thanksgiving to be not a na- uh, family members not to be named substituted mashed potatoes for instead of mashed potatoes had mashed cauliflower. Oh God. That's not no, no, and that's not okay. Um, To the point where my wife is actually planning to have a small container of mashed potatoes that she's going to make at home and bring in the car just in case they try to pass off this this communist uh, socialist plot against our potatoes at dinner, and then she can have them. Because I think you know there is a certain part of for me, and 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 again this when, when we when we talk about meals like Thanksgiving, you know we're talking about kind of tradition and family and you know there's you know a lot of social meaning that goes into this meal beyond just the actual food and i think that to have to have a proper thanksgiving dinner or any holiday but really thanksgiving you need to have the basics covered so turkey some sort of mashed regular yukon gold or white potato some sort of you know Probably cranberry sauce, I would say, would be on there as a typical side. Some sort of dressing or stuffing, which is going to be our next question. But and, and and then you start adding adding stuff. But and you know, if you want to have something like mashed cauliflower, sure, go for it. But you don't you don't completely replace an an, an overall yeah. a standard with that. That's not okay.
0: Like um, you can so. have a second potato. Right. but you can't replace the first potato. I mean like I I'm a fan of like the roasted fingerling potatoes. They're
1: fantastic. Best. I like
0: I yeah. like I like a good twice-baked potato dish occasionally. Yeah. Um, I think croquettes are, are normally a pretty good choice for for a holiday meal, kind of an underrated like ooh, someone yeah. thought to make croquettes. That's great. Um, yeah. but uh, no, I agree. Like you can't put you cannot put mashed cauliflower on the table and not like specifically highlight, "Hey guys, this is mashed cauliflower, please stay away.
1: Right. <laughs> or The only way you can do that is, the only way that something like that's okay, my wife and I had this meeting, had a conversation about this before we started recording, is that if you have a big gathering, which most of us, I think, do for Thanksgiving, then you kind of have to have the standards. If it's just like the three of you guys or the three of us or like a very small gathering, then, you know, Kind of the floodgates open, but when you are talking about kind of a traditional meeting traditional meal like this yeah you 've got to go you 've got to go the main way. The roasted fingerling potatoes are the roasted kind of peewee Dutch gold potatoes cut in half, just roasted with some olive oil R- and rosemary really, really solid second choice I think that 's a really really underrated potato, I think in terms right. of a, a family meal um. Yeah, really, you know, roasting any vegetable. We've mentioned this before. I'm, a, I'm, I'm Tomorrow's a, a vegetable roasting day from our, our CSA. But, you know, roasting any vegetable just increases its, its awesomeness by a factor of 10. I agree. Any, anything, uh, I read something great, I think on a friend's Tumblr once, that any vegetable you hated when you were a kid, try again as a grown-up, but only roast it with olive oil and sea salt for, like, fifteen minutes at four at four fifty and you will love it. Yep. Um So, but getting back to your sweet potato thing. I find that interesting because the, the sweet you know, we eat a lot of sweet potatoes here. Um, my wife likes them a little bit more than I do, but I'm still a fan. I still do enjoy them, and it, it, it's you know when when you mix them with cinnamon and brown sugar and everything that, that that I think that really does accentuate the flavor. I've never understood the marshmallow thing on top of it. You know, I the the brown sugar and everything else, it, and and butter brown sugar, sugar, cinnamon, it goes well and kind of adds a little bit of richness, I think, to the sweet potato flavor profile. But the marshmallow is just odd. I always thought that to be uh, an interesting and and I don't know I don't want to say weird because I don't want to insult your family but um interesting I- interesting pick to go with and I know it's not just you know a Clavio family thing I know it's a standard marshmallow sweet potato thing and I'd love to know the etymology of that.
0: Well, I don't. I don't know. I'd have to ask my wife's family why. Like, but but it's a very common thing in the Midwest. The mashed potatoes, where the sweet potatoes with marshmallows. Like that's, it's just all over the place. And I don't get it. I don't know where it came from. It's, it's weird. Uh, but then you know, I again, I think the sweet potato thing itself is weird. Like sweet potatoes to me are like the cantaloupe of of, of Thanksgiving dinner. Uh,
1: they're they're both just completely worthless, and they both happen to be orange too. Cantaloupe's not worthless. Yeah, that, that that's ridiculous. Cantaloupe it's not the best of it's not the best slope but it's not, I, I wouldn't say it's completely worthless it's pretty worthless I wouldn't say, okay i wouldn't say it's completely worthless though all right pretty worthless but whatever <laughs> i mean we're not here to debate melon that's for our summer episode that's for the july episode that, that, that's the yeah, that's the, that's the summer fruit salad special so um all right continuing on with the side dishes my former student and current awesome reporter in Norwich nor karen coffee says what's the best turkey dressing so dressing slash stuffing so what is your stuffing your go-to stuffing recipe if you say please say please say stovetop box because i'm gonna I, I would hug you through skype if you did that I actually don't i don't
0: eat or make stuffing for the turkey I, I uh well okay so here's the thing um if you're making stuffing to put in the cavity of the bird that's why your bird is cooking incorrectly mm-hmm. uh, you, you should
1: not have anything in the cavity of the bird while it's cooking um well, except for maybe some garlic or a, a lemon or a spicer just something to add a Even that, that's... I actually
0: don't. I don't think that makes much of a difference because it, it's huh. I, 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 it's not really affecting much of anything from a flavor perspective. It's not permeating the breast bone. That's true.
1: And, and that's the difference between a, a, a chicken and a and a, right. and a turkey a turkey's big enough that it's not going to. That's the
0: correct. only thing it's really affecting is the back meat, and nobody even knows where the back is on a turkey. So, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, um, I, again, I just the stuffing for me. I would rather have a really, really solid gravy with the turkey. Uh, okay. Than than a stuffing. Uh, be, uh, to me, the stuffing, it's like it's just extra bread, and it's like there's already there's normally rolls on the table already. I don't see why we need additional bread beyond that. Wait, you say extra bre- bread like it's a bad thing?
1: Well, this 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 time it is for me. <laughs> uh- <laughs> no, I, I, I You know, we're we're very much a basic basic stuffing. Um, you know. Homemade equivalent of whatever a stovetop is. So the bread, breadcrumbs, the celery. Um, I don't even know what goes in stuffing. That's the thing. Um, I know we're making. Uh, my wife is making stuffing balls with um, breakfast sausage mixed in, okay. which. Is feeling I, I I'm intrigued by that and I like that idea. Um, anything to increase you know in, in, increase sausage into um into the meal is very good. Um, but yeah, I, you know it's just for me that's one of those like standard things you always you, you have to have it you know it, 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 you have to have it on the plate you have to have it available. Um, I agree. I don't like putting it in the turkey. I don't. I feel like that's not only unnecessary but that's just um i don't know it seems like it's adding unnecessary work when you can just make it you know they literally have something called stove top so you can literally make it relatively easy easily without putting it in the bird um yeah. um yeah so um interesting you're not a stuff. Stov- so it's a very interesting uh conundrum yeah uh, very non traditional Thanksgiving you seem to to enjoy here. Except for the turkey and mashed potatoes. The turkey, the
0: mashed potatoes, uh certainly the you know, normally the rolls on the side, which I think are big, the cranberry sauce. Are, are you a cranberry sauce? Are you a can do can slice out of the can or are you a homemade guy? I do the stuff out of the can. I, to me it's like I mean, I, I the it's just tradition at this point. Like right. it's not even particularly good. I mean, you know, it's 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 like It's like it's like the Necco wafers of of Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, there's very like it's just something that in the '80s, ooh, it's like ooh, this is tart, and hey, this actually makes the turkey seem kind of moist when it's not really. But Uh uh, but now that we've got better cooking methods, it it really is a subpar product that that can that 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 ocean spray whatever it is uh, the the canned crab, but yet it's there every year, and I normally have a
1: slice or two. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because, like, I think for a lot of my childhood, my only um, – for a lot of my life, actually, my only exposure to the cranberry would have been cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving, and it would have been the canned yeah. <laughs> the stuff that you slice. And now they're they're becoming a little bit more – I want to say mainstream. Maybe they're one of those foods that we could have – in, in our conversation a few weeks ago about foods that could go mainstream. You know, the cranberries, you know, not – um, I actually like ha- like having them like the dried cranberries as a snack along with like raisins or mixed in with a cookie or something like that. They're actually quite good. Uh, cranberry bars are very good, um, but um, but yeah. So it, it, you know, as, as I feel like as the cranberry has gone more mainstream a little bit, the cranberry sauce has kind of lost a little lux a little luster. But yeah, you gotta have. You know, I think the, there's something to the can. There's something, you know, oddly comforting about that. Like in a very weird way. Like it's the, you know, Thanksgiving is such a meal that is very homemade and like very family and made with love and you know all these old recipes and there's something awesome about the fact that this one element of thanksgiving meal is straight out of a can like to the point where it still looks like the can when it's on your plate and just i mean you just you have to wonder like how did it get that way like what was I, don't, the...
0: want, I don't, wanna, you don't want to you don't talk about fight club well that's the thing i mean it, it, <laughs> is, it is the it is the sausage of, of the dinner table for thanksgiving um, what about what about vegetables do you do you do you have any like vegetables right. that make their way to the table
1: for Thanksgiving that you Let's just... see let's see, definitely green beans are always a standard, whether it's in the casserole form with the cream mushroom soup and the onion thing on, and the onion ring things on top, or just regular, you know, steamed or whatever, green beans. They tend to be standard. Um, corn is te- always tend to be standard, even with their spoon bread. It t- still tends to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. What else? Um, there will sometimes be like a regular salad, um, which strikes me as overkill. Okay. Um, um, yeah, um, I'm trying to think maybe some Brussels sprouts we just got Brussels sprouts in our CSA. So like it's that time of year for some Brussels sprouts. That's my, that's uh, my, that's my favorite one for Thanksgiving. It's that's, that's so, it. I, so I, I'm very excited. I was talking to a buddy of mine and we're not a Brussels sprout family. Like I don't particularly like them. My daughter's eaten them exactly once, but we got the recipe from a friend of ours who who the one time she ate them, she liked them. And it basically involves cooking them in bacon. Yeah. So yeah, and um you know, so it, it, any health factor of it is completely ruined. <laughs> but um so how do you do so is so Brussels sprouts are kind of your vegetable your 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 non-traditional vegetable?
0: I guess they're non-traditional. To me they seem very traditional. I don't think I've had a Thanksgiving dinner without I'm, them.
1: But yes, from uh, the outside of the corn, potato, turkey, stuffing nexus uh, of of the meal. Correct. Yes. Uh, and we normally well, I used to just steam them,
0: which I still think is a fine. Well, you steam them and then you toss them in, in some butter and some black pepper, uh, and maybe some some garlic. But uh, my wife uh, is big on on roasting, uh, as you mentioned earlier, the mm-hmm. the Brussels sprouts. So they get halved, they get doused in olive oil, they get doused in in um, in garlic and onion powder, and then they get roasted for x amount of time, and that's that's very good as well. So either either one works, frankly.
1: Excellent. So yeah, the root vegetables are always good this time of year. Too. So, you know, that tends to be what we, what we go for. So, all right. Well, so, uh, so I think we're up to the to the great pie debate. Oh God, okay, are we ready for this? I, I think we have to be. So, all right. So let me let me while well, you get ready to tell, to to, uh, to set us up. Let me tell the story that my sister had posted, had mentioned on Twitter about uh, pie eating about pie and sibling rivalries. Because um, this involves the day I ate seven pieces of pie at Thanksgiving. Um, which I was very proud of. Um, so my, my, my sister, my older sister Amy, um, is an endurance athlete. So uh, uh, Iron, Ironman, triathlete, uh, marathon finisher, all around, absolute athlete of the family. And um, I forget how I think how it happened was I mentioned that one Thanksgiving where we had it at my in-laws, so it was not with my my family in Buffalo. And I mentioned that I ate five pieces of pie at, at dinner, and it was a staggering. It was not a you know concentrated sit down. It was you know two two or three pieces of pie after dinner, and then you know throughout the night and I'll have an extra piece. I'll have a little sliver. at five pieces of pie. And so we we ended up, uh, my sister and I ended up trash talking each other on Facebook over the year, as you do. Yes. And and it ended up, we were having Thanksgiving dinner at my parents' house. And we're like, we're having a pie-eating contest after dinner. Like, it's on. And so we, we ate Thanksgiving dinner like normal, and then it was a full-on who can eat the most pie, me or my sister. And I pulled out – she I, – and I won seven to five. And I had to stop at seven, aside from the fact that, you know, I felt like I just ate seven pieces of pie. But it was also that if I eat one more, I'll have eaten eight, and then I'll have eaten an entire pie, and that's just, that's just gluttony. Seven is okay, but the, but the whole pie, that's just – that's a bridge too far. So – I think so. Um, Pretty sure I've eaten a whole pie at
0: Thanksgiving before. <laughs> so, I, I do, I, my wife, my, my wife reminds fun? me I do it every year. Thanks, dear. Uh, oh, she she does it every year. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, For all intents purposes, I did. So, um, yeah. all right, So, um, we have a question, a pie-related question, right? the uh, The question was pumpkin
0: pie or sugar cream pie, which uh, does eventually mushroom into the larger. Uh, pie ranking question. So, okay. pumpkin pie versus sugar cream pie. This is a difficult okay, so- one.
1: I have a, I, I have a question, and yes. I just, that's funny. I just googled, I was just googling it, and it came up sugar cream pie, Indiana, as the auto fill. So it's very much got to be an Indiana thing. I, I had never heard of until, until we started recording. I've never heard of sugar cream pie, and I sure as heck have never had a sugar gonna, cream pie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna,
0: what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna call my wife over right now, and I'm gonna have okay. her explain what a sugar
1: cream pie is. So okay, I'll, because I'm, be- I'm intrigued. I want to hear this. This is our first ever guest on the flip side, so Katie.
2: Hello. Hello. I'm, uh, I'm Katie Clavio. Kalen. Welcome. Thank
1: welcome you. to you. You're the first non-US on the podcast, <laughs> I, think and that's I, awesome. can, okay.
2: I think I contribute a lot, anyways. <laughs>
1: yeah, charisma, mostly. Okay. So as I was saying, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm one of the Northeast elite. I have never heard of or had sugar cream pie. Enlighten me on this. I'm okay. Intrigued.
2: So I like to bake a lot, and I've, I've done some research on this, actually. Sugar cream pie is an Indiana pie, for sure, but I would liken it to, and I know this isn't going to help you being from the Northeast, but um, a chess pie or a custard pie that Southern families are accustomed to. Sugar cream, okay. sugar cream pie has um, four ingredients. It's pretty simple. Flour, sugar, butter, and heavy whipping cream, and it's... Um, it's... Not it's it's not custardy really. It's a little bit grainier than a custard, but it's got sort of a smooth consistency. And sometimes it's topped with nutmeg. But it's a very okay. it's a very simple pie for sure. Interesting.
1: It sounds it, it sounds really good. It's,
2: yeah. Uh, it, I think that it sounds kind of boring, honestly. And then it translates into something pretty delicious. So, um,
1: it's, one of, it's one of those baking things where you can't really, you know, the, the ingredients are so simple that it doesn't sound yes. like anything, but then all of a sudden you put them together and it's magic.
2: Exactly. Huh. Um, and just a, kind of a quick little tidbit here. I use a recipe that my great, great grandmother created. It's a recipe that's been handed down for a bunch of generations, and wow. I, I use it still every year. I got, like, the official recipe card handed to me this year, actually, for my family. Wow.
1: So wow, that's kind a of, big deal. Congratulations. Thanks. That, I, it
2: was like a huge deal, actually. It's one of those sorts of pies that um, has been handed down for so long, you can't help but make it. So
1: Absolutely. Well, that is very cool. That is awesome. And um, so, okay, so here's the thing. Um, I can't really make a dis- determination on this. Um, uh, we, okay, we're passing the headset here so I can hear this. Um I can't, I can't answer this question, having never had a sugar cream pie. I'm gonna vote for pumpkin, just because a pumpkin pie is amazing. But also, I've never had the sugar cream pie, so I, I have nothing to to detect, to to uh, evaluate itself. now I know you, I know how you're gonna vote because a your wife just gave this incredible heart rending story about how she was handed the recipe card of her great the sugar cream pie, and also you're on record in this podcast as thinking that you don't, that not only do you not like pumpkin, but that nobody likes pumpkin. So I know how you're on this
0: one. Yeah, and I'm not even that big of a fan of sugar cream pie, to be honest with
1: you. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. You've generations. You're, you're, oh, she you're doesn't, just...
0: As she just said, she doesn't make it for me, and it's true. She makes it for her dad and her sister and herself. And Oops. I've tried it, and it just doesn't it, – it's missing flavor, really. I mean, but, okay. but, but I would rather have it than pumpkin pie. Uh, okay. I think pumpkin pie. It it's just again, it's a cliched mix of nutmeg combined with like an orange filling. Like that's that's basically pumpkin pie in a nutshell.
1: Nutme- it, nutmeg, cinnamon, orange filling, and the cool whip on top. If you forget the cool whip on top, I don't even want to talk to you. Man. I just think uh-huh. there's
0: so many better pie options at uh, at Thanksgiving dinner that um, that it's right. it's hard for me to you know. So for instance. Um, you know, from a from a traditional perspective, I would rather have a pecan pie over over
1: either of the two okay. options. Here, here's what I'm what I'm interested in. I I I haven't had pecan pie. <clears throat> I can't remember, and the reason is this is this is very awkward and weird. But um, for, I, I have several nut allergies, including a very deadly tree nut, Brazil nut allergy, ah, and I'm also allergic to almonds and to cashews. Oh. For a lot of years, I didn't I I didn't know aside from Brazil nuts, which will literally kill me if I had them. All I knew was like I'm good on peanuts, but on the tree nut family, I wasn't sure of what I. Could and couldn't eat, so I, did, I avoided everything for obvious reasons. Understandable. We went to a new allergist, got checked in, and had them run blood, had them run skin tests on all the nuts, so I could find out what I am and am not allergic to. And I came up free on pecans, so I'm I think I'm interested in trying a pecan if we have one, you know, this Christmas, this Christmas, also known as Thanksgiving, but Christmas too. Um, I think I'm willing to give it a try um, to see, you know. To give it, to kind of give it a proper testing because I do feel like it's a good fall pie. Like it's a nice hearty pie. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, the the nut flavor to it. It, it just feels like there's a lot of substance there, and the, I I can get behind that. I feel like
0: there is, there- and, and 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 it's sweet, but it's not overly sweet. Uh, you know, it's like it's a good, it, it's, it, it, it there's a lot of good things going on in pecan pie. It's got the crunchiness. Mm-hmm. The nuts. The, the, the filling is—it's a nice mixture of, of sugar, and uh, you know you can put whipped cream on it and not feel bad. Uh, so I like that a lot. I really love. Uh, some fruit pies, like I'm a big fan. I'm a huge cherry pie fan. Like I, I think that a cherry pie at Thanksgiving yep, yep. is probably my favorite thing if it's made properly. Um, and even, I mean, I'm not as big of an apple pie guy. Uh, I'm, you know, I mean that to me they they generally get overly sweet. Um, but peach pie is another good option at, at Thanksgiving as well. Um, you know, so it's like okay, if we've got those options, my wife normally makes uh, a chocolate silk pie, which is always good. Which is oh, always, good. always, always a, a clutch yeah.
1: option at any holiday. Well, and what and what really makes the, the, you know, this is my secret in, in the seven pie day, is between pumpkin pie and a chocolate silk pie. I mean, that's like, you know, three slices of that are the equivalent to a, to a fruit pie slice. Because they're, they're not as substantial and they're a lot easier, you know, they're a lot um, easier to eat. So, you know, you can you, you get a lot more bang for your buck, I think, of, of, of the of the both the pumpkin and the chocolate silk pie. Um, yeah, the chocolate, the chocolate pie, very very underrated uh, holiday pie. Yeah, I'm with you on that one.
0: And I'm I'm notorious for uh, you know cutting those pies rather, rather thick on the slices. Uh, so you know, I, I, I might be able to blow through a chocolate silk pie in three, uh, three slices, like that would be the oh, that- entire pie.
1: Oh, easily. Now, now. Okay, so my pie rankings. I'm going pumpkin. For, uh, pumpkin number one. Yes, I I, I I note your objections, but I'm not a pie hipster. You know, I'll go with the. You know, there's a. Uh, you know, the traditions have their place, and I love pumpkin pie. I do like the pumpkin flavor. I like the pumpkin. You know, whatever. You know, whether it's pumpkin or the pumpkin, whatever uh, amalgamation of flavors. You want to say it. There's something to it. It's okay. Thank you for the blessing on that. But I do like, you know, an apple pie. Um, Blueberries aren't totally in season, but I'm a big blueberry pie guy. I think that's a really good, you know, that's probably my equivalent to your cherry pie. And I'm a cherry pie fan, too, but I do like a nice, rich blueberry pie. That's probably the
0: only scenario that I like blueberries in
1: really okay yeah it's a really good just rich uh rich flavor um the chocolate soap pie is my is if we were doing a draft that would be my sleeper like third round pick and then I'd go for there um which you would take before me because we're like-minded like that but that's a really solid pick although i've never had one they're very big up here in the finger lakes have you ever had a grape pie a grape pie no Yes, grape pies are a thing up here. I've never had one. I have to have one just because you have to try a grape pie. But, yeah, grape pie. I don't know. Like I don't. I, I assume it's more like, kind of like a blueberry cherry, where it's kind of like a compote mixed in, 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 in the crust, and in, 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 more like that than like an apple pie, which is much more um, kind of whole. But I'm, I'm interested. I'm intrigued by, by by that as a possibility. But I'm intrigued by sugar cream pie. I found a recipe. I may have to try to make this this week just so I, I feel like i I've been missing out on at least you know on at least this. It's and I gotta say, if we're talking pies, it's not at all Thanksgivingy, especially up where we have a foot of snow. But I've grown to love a good key lime pie. Yeah, you're, I agree. You're, I agree. You're, a, you're a Florida guy. You're you are a Miami guy, so I assume you're uh, you're on board. You'd be at least potentially on board with that. Oh, I think key lime is excellent.
0: I, I think that it's it's just hard to make well. I, I the <laughs> problem with key lime is that. Uh, it gets incredibly weepy and what you end up with is this situation where you get this kind of oily residue on top uh, yeah, I have the same problem. Like I love lemon meringue pie. Lemon pie, yes. My my
1: father-in-law had that for his birthday, and yes,
0: and I, I, and I love all things lemon. Like literally, you could put lemon anything on the menu, and I would probably eat it. Um, okay. Except for lemon sweet potatoes, but um, <laughs> but but no, making a good homemade lemon meringue pie is almost impossible because it, it ends up uh, it ends up leaking oil uh, out the top, and it just it, it does it, after the first day, it's just not very good and so right. that's kind of one of the holy grails is like how do we make lemon rye pie so that it's actually good we'll work on that next holiday probably
1: right and that and that is the you know that is the one advantage of a pumpkin and an apple pie is, there, is they do and the chocolate stuff too they do keep really well yes so you can wrap them up and, and, and they are good for um, you know as we talked about last 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 uh, last episode the uh, the inevitable eight o- 7 o'clock you're still hungry but don't want any more turkey um, you, I mean my first step is right for the pie in that case um are you an early dinner guy or or uh on thanksgiving like a midday uh,
0: to me you eat thanksgiving dinner you you take the turkey off the grill about two and you eat at 230 and that's about right yeah and you're done and then maybe you have a few leftovers later on but that's that's the ball game at that point um (laughs) fair yeah that's I think, about right. I, and I honestly do the same with Christmas. Like, I think that if you're doing a Christmas dinner, it's more of
1: a Christmas supper. It's probably... Yeah, but about, three, about 3 o'clock is when we usually have that, 3, 4 o'clock, yeah. Exactly.
0: Actually, huh. you know, in uh, my wife's family, they, they don't do really a Christmas dinner per se. They do a Christmas Eve dinner, but then they do a Christmas brunch.
1: Huh. And, oh, that's good. Yeah, I like so, that idea, yeah.
0: yeah. So it's like it's a big breakfast thing, uh, which, like, immediately precedes opening gifts and that's it's good it's a good it's a good method I, i actually i've grown to uh i've grown to really appreciate that
1: yeah, we've done that a few times in our family, and it's really, really, really nice. It's a really nice change of pace, less formal. And uh, so, um, last thing before we get out of here, we should probably take take beverages, talk beverages, just a little bit, especially for people who might be going somewhere to a fa- to a family ha- member's house or a friend's house for uh, for Thanksgiving. And you always want to bring something to drink. That's an easy way to do, kind of like your first, you know, step into adulthood, bringing in to drink. And uh, in terms of wine, beer, liquor, I mean, what are your, you know, I know, you know, you your, your your, your diet options are limited this year, but what, what, what's your general recommendation on, on what to bring?
0: For Thanksgiving, I normally bring, um, I certainly would bring a good uh, winter warmer uh, mm-hmm. beer, and then I would also bring a white wine of some sort, probably a, a more substantial white wine, um, maybe maybe a non-oaked Chardonnay or a um, maybe a... Gosh, maybe maybe one of the Italian whites, like you know, maybe a Pinot Grigio or something like that. Something that'll pair well with the turkey, right? Um, you know, I don't. I, I think with because um, yeah, you want to have things that'll that'll be substantial enough that they'll be able to match up with the food. Um, but you also want to have things that'll go, you know, go with different types of food. You know, you've got, right. you've got like a really big meal that's all got a lot of variety in it. And then you've also got dessert right. afterwards. And so, right. you know, if you have wine with the meal and then you have a, a winter warmer or some kind of winter lager afterwards, uh, mm-hmm. then I think you're
1: doing okay for yourself yeah. there. I, I would agree on that. Like a nice, a nice brown ale or a full body, you know, not, you're not going to bring a pilsner. You want to bring like a lager or something. Yeah, Pilsner's, at Pilsners are for the 4th of July. Exactly. So are you guys an appetizer? Any appetizers to worry about, too? For or Thanksgiving? Snacks?
0: Yeah, the closest we come to appetizer, I mentioned that you you know with the turkey, you you uh, when you're grilling it, you layer the breast with bacon, right? And you let that cook, and even though and then you're, you eat the, yeah. then you eat the bacon, even though you're not supposed to, like there's some kind of sal like salmonella potentiality oh, my there.
1: Oh, there's bacon involved.
0: There's bacon involved, and it's got some kind of a turkey flavoring to it at that point, right? Um, but the biggest the biggest problem I have is actually my my wife and her entire family are notorious. Kitchen scavengers. And so, oh, sure. which you really, you know, you, you've got a problem because you've got a turkey there that's waiting to be cut because you have to rest it for like 30 minutes. Right. And. Uh, you know there there there'll be times when I'll go in and there'll be like you know pieces of meat like missing from the bird and I was like this is not cool we can't we gotta wait until everybody has a chance at this like there's no that
1: that, that kind of unchecked aggression will not stand right
0: yeah it's like Russia in the Ukraine you know I mean right. it's it's not good so <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah so all right so I about think- you
0: you got appetizers on your plate
1: well, we, we tend to uh, we tend to um, have various little things. Like there'll be cheese and cracker plates or like shrimp cocktail, um, uh, little stuff, uh, especially with my daughter now, she's six, as you guys know. Um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have a, a, a little stuff for the, for her to nibble on and for her to, to eat because, um, you know, she likes stuff to nibble on. Um, but you always want to be careful cause you can't, you know, you can't have too much on the appetizer cause that's, you know, you're there, you're, you're there, you're there to do a job. Yes. You're, there, you're there for a reason. Um, but um, but yeah, it's just like some cheese and crackers, or like some very light, you know, almost cocktail hour type food, just to kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, kind of soak up the alcohol while you're drinking and uh, drink, soak up the wine, soak up the winter lager while you're having that. Before I am excited to the um. We're going to my sister-in-law's house, and uh, she and her husband uh, brew their own beer. And they've, I've had their beer on the podcast. So I'm hoping they have a uh, a Thanksgiving special this week. That could be good. That would be great. Yes. So, um, all right. I think we've, uh, I think we've exhausted our Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving topics. Um, to get to get uh, very sappy for a second, we are thankful for you, our listeners. Um, uh, we just do this for fun because we like talking to each other each week. Each week, and we are very grateful and thankful that you guys actually download this and listen to it and uh, chip in with topics. It is very appreciated, and it and it makes it even more fun to do every week. So we love we- all of you. We do. And, uh, we have two more episodes, I believe after this week, uh, two or three more episodes, uh, before we give a formal, uh, wrap on season three.
0: I think it's two more episodes. I, I I may actually be out of commission next week. We'll talk about that after we're
1: finished. Oh, sure. So yeah. so, a cu- so we have a couple more before we have our big Christmas preview, um, and you know you're not going to want to miss that because if you liked you know, if you liked our, our microscopic breakdown of a meal here, wait till we get to Christmas because I think that's going to be good. Yeah, um, that needs to be so- done. Yes, it does. So, um, as always, if you have stuff you want to want us to talk about on the show, uh, tag us at hashtag FlipsidePod or one of us on Twitter, and uh, we'll spend one at least one minute on it.
0: We will, and and you know, we hope that you folks continue to listen, tell your
1: friends, and uh, just let us know what you'd like us to talk about. That's what we're here for. Yep, and uh, uh, thank you. I hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, Galen, and to Katie, and to everybody.
0: Happy Thanksgiving
1: to you and yours, Brian,
0: and uh, happy Thanksgiving to all you folks out there. This has been The Flip Side. Uh, we will catch you on The Flip Side. Have a happy Thanksgiving. So long, everybody.